Hello, welcome to the first-ish episode of Fish in the Percolator, a Twin Peaks rewatch podcast. I am a host, Sarah Zedig, and my pronouns are she, they. And uh, I'm Lily, also known as Mothcup, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Eric, and I'm. Uh, people call me Curio, but that's not my name. And you can use whatever <laughs> pronouns you dang like for me. Wow. <laughs> that's too powerful. <laughs> so powerful i wanted to just open it up like using some some coarse language so that people would know what kind of sailor they're dealing with here I, i'm feeling kind of faint after you said that yeah i don't i, th- I thought i thought we agreed that this is going to be a christian family twin peaks <laughs> podcast about a television show that opens with a, a teenage girl's body being found wrapped in plastic <laughs> I, I, I really don't like that we're taking this in such a dark direction. Please, Eric, simmer down. My heart can't take this. <laughs> anyway, so this is a podcast about Twin Peaks. And we're three YouTubers who decided that our voices needed to be heard in the hashtag discourse of the Twin Peaks universe. Um, I'm a Viner, so. Oh, you're, that's true. I'm sorry. Why didn't don't you don't, don't, don't get this wrong, please. <laughs> I always get that wrong because I'm uh, I'm 70 years old <laughs> and I don't know what technology is. So what's this show? What are we doing? It has it has an owl in it. <laughs> it <does>. Allegedly, <laughs> uh, I've heard that they may or may not be as they appear. I think that's the line. Oh. The owls may or may not be <laughs> as they appear. <laughs> Welcome to my Owl Facts podcast. <laughs> the line is owls? What are owls? <laughs> it was funny because you said, uh, what is the show? And it's an appropriate question for for this show and for the show that this show is about. Mm. But it's also the question of this show. That's... It's meta. Yeah, it's, it's very postmodern. It's the sort of like... it's the, It's a very good kind of hands-off approach to pinning down like an actual ideological statement it's the, it's the philosopher's approach i think the sort of like what is the meaning of life i don't know what is the meaning of life and then you sit around stroking your chin so you're saying that postmodern philosophers were really just like they were charging by the hour and they were just trying to run up the clock oh yeah absolutely um uh, i what i'm trying to say is we should we to answer the question of what is this show, turn your attention to Twin Peaks and say, what is this show? Who am I? Where? What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a general introduction episode just to kind of give a sense of the tone and who we are. And I think the first real question that we should try to answer here is just go around the proverbial table uh, and see like... Why do we care individually about Twin Peaks and what are we trying to accomplish? That's a nice show. Well, I have seen Twin Peaks. I've seen it. Interesting, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it like one and a half times before and I haven't yet watched the third series. So that's going to be interesting once we get there because I'm going to be like, what's happening? What's going on? Ah. <laughs> you know, more so than usual. But I guess a lot of the draw to me is um, all the kind of the little tiny things that combine like strangeness and spookiness and humor in this like specific way. 
And it's like, what? what? (laughs) (laughs) So I think for me, I'll probably want to pick out like specific little moments um, rather than go over as much of like thematic um, kind of overarching interesting kind of things like i think you two are gonna do i'm gonna be the more more of the wild card here you never know what's coming from lily yeah no. so look out for for that pain i so i've seen th- i've seen all of twin peaks uh well i've only seen the third season two times but i've seen the other two seasons three times uh excluding you know starting this rewatch um and I think for me, it's that I found a lot of, like, a very different experience every time I've watched it so far. And that is probably my big question about the show. Why is my experience so different? Like, is that something else, something other people feel? And if so, how, how does the show do that? I think it has to do with life um the entire meaning of the universe i think it's maybe the most important question ever or it's <laughs> about a tv show and yeah. i'm overthinking this oh no what have i done uh, i mean that's sort of the the whole thing with twin peaks uh, the study of twin peaks twin peaksology you might say is overthinking a, a television show it's a grand tradition i'm glad i'm in good goes, company there goes that's back good. a quarter of a century Okay, well, that's okay. I'm quite reassured. Well, it's TV. Um, I think I... I I do think, though, part of the draw of the show has to do with, like, um, more experiences in in life uh, and and coming back to it. And, like, it seems to be a more compelling show to me every time I watch it with a few years apart each time. And I'm just fascinated by that, like... Because you'd think that what that would mean was just that the show was a very good facsimile of real life, but it's not. Um, it's, I mean, on the face of it, right? Like, it's not. <laughs> but there is, uh, there's something about it. So for me, I, um, I only, like, two, three years ago uh, watched Twin Peaks for the first time once I knew that the the third season was about to come out, and... I don't know what the deal is, but the show just kind of cast a spell on me, and I fell into a deep, deep rabbit hole. And I have I have a penchant for shows and media that inspire very overactive fandoms, and uh, I was deeply curious about people's reaction to Twin Peaks. Like this show aired first in 1990. Why are people still talking about it? <laughs> Why? Why did it have enough momentum that it got a third season 25 years later? Yeah. And so I guess I'm sort of the resident Twin Peaks academic (laughs) or historian here because I've literally got, I think, a dozen books about Twin Peaks and years of magazines and stuff that have been written. And I just... It never stops. It just keeps going further and further down. 
And uh, I, I'm endlessly fascinated by whatever quality it is that Twin Peaks has that inspires people to just kind of become like, like almost like in an eldritch sense, just like obsessed to, to the point of scrawling notes in their own blood on the wall, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it really uh, has that power. It does. Lynch in general really inspires people to uh, think that they have answered a question uh, when they really, there is no answer. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, honestly, I just like Twin Peaks and I like talking about it. So that's my goal here is to talk about Twin Peaks. It's funny to me that you only saw it a couple of years ago for the first time considering that you do you have like dived into it so like extremely and you have all of the like side materials and stuff because i've been just kind of assuming that you like have had known about it for a long much longer time than me no i i am i'm i am a very recent convert i'm not entirely sure how it happened but i people are surprised to hear that too anytime i tell them uh like i didn't actually watch a david lynch film besides eraserhead until a couple years ago wow i think i saw i saw eraserhead far too early and that just turned me off to david lynch forever (laughs) okay Uh, and then i started rewatching his stuff and fell in love now he's like my favorite director because i'm a pretentious american (laughs) um i probably had a similar experience with i think i watched lost highway i don't know if i watched any of the others um at that time but like i think that was the first one i saw and i was just like uh, what and i don't like it i don't want it get it away from me uh, <laughs> 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 um, but then watching twin peaks i felt like gave me a better avenue into david lynch because it's interesting how in twin peaks he's kind of limited by certain things and and also by sort of collaboration and the network and stuff and uh it's a kind of different david lynch experience but it kind of gets you kind of fed on some of his core things yeah that's kind of funny like i was gonna say that it is twin peaks is oddly like stealth lynch like it's like Especially, we'll go on. We'll talk about the first episode in our next episode. But um, like, just the way that it kind of comes in, and it's just it's one show, and then over time you start to realize, oh, it's a, it's a weird other thing. Uh, I've described Twin Peaks as the skeleton key for David Lynch because huh, I had the yeah. same experience, Lily. I watched. Eraserhead and didn't like it and had didn't care for David Lynch and then I watched uh, the first couple episodes of Twin Peaks and it stuck in my brain and I finally felt like I understood what David Lynch was about as a creator and that's when I was able to dive into his films again and like see them for what they are and like value them for what they are. Blue Velvet and Wild at Heart both have an interesting relationship with Twin Peaks. And it's weird watching Blue Velvet now, and it's such a bizarre film, and yet it was so successful at the time, and it's pretty much the reason why ABC greenlit Twin Peaks. Hmm. Uh, But then they also said, like, all right, Mark Frost, you have a long history with television. Get in there. 
and rope Lynch in. Keep him under, <laughs> keep his head out of the clouds, please. And Mark Frost said, yeah, sure, wink. <laughs> I don't entirely know why you would see Blue Velvet or any of Lynch's films and then order him to do a show and be like, but but less of you. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that, I'm not saying I, I don't understand someone like not liking David Lynch or finding him too strange or anything like that because that's all kind of obvious but like i just mean if you if you want david lynch you're gonna get him yeah so each episode of this podcast we are going to be in general i think we're gonna try to keep it relatively free form as far as our conversation goes each episode is going to be about the an episode of the show so next one, we're just going to be talking about the pilot. And um, we have a series of like guiding questions for things that we want to point out just to kind of keep things simple because there's a million things, especially in this first episode, that we could just talk about forever and ever. Mm. So uh, a handful of questions that we have is like, how does this episode hold up? Who stole the episode as far as performance? Like one thing you liked or... How does it fit into Twin Peaks or like a good prop costume or background detail? And I'm sure we'll invent more guiding questions as we come along. And uh, maybe we'll set up some kind of Twitter and or email situation where people can suggest things. Mm. I don't know. That's a nice idea. um, Yeah, just just so that we have like more of a format than just let's just go. (laughs) Although I'm sure we will just go, much like Sonic T Hedgehog. Gotta go fast. (laughs) Gotta go fast all the way through the Pacific Northwest. Um, For our next episode, I think we will have to go fast, TM. (laughs) Just because this is this is true. It's like a double length. I'm worried about this the first actual episode because there's just too much to talk about. (laughs) But um. The, the the last point I think that would be important to say is that uh, there's going to be spoilers. We're going into this assuming that you have watched Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, it's, not a re- it's not a watch podcast. It's a rewatch podcast. Like, we're going back over it, right? Like, yeah. And so. looking at it, like, the series as a whole. And I think it's uh fair to say though that if you've never watched twin peaks um it's really hard to spoil because <laughs> it's not a show that's about the the plot which is ironic because a lot of the marketing of the first season was very much who killed laura palmer but lynch yeah. explicitly treated that question as less interesting than the town and the characters totally. and the the plot was supposed to be like a background detail that was the vehicle for us to see these people and their and their lives. So spoilers don't really matter as much because it's it's a it's a sensorial experience. It's ineffable. It's some other pretentious word. I've said before. I think that um, the way like the people talk about a dreamlike quality to Lynch, and it's like. Uh, taken in isolation like a scene might have theme and meaning in a certain way that it might be important to like understand it in isolation but uh, like if supposing the like I don't know what would be a huge twist in like a different show uh, like 
the, the, the sheriff's office gets blown up later in the season. Like, if we were just, like, talking about that, it just wouldn't, like, matter. Yeah. Like, it would matter in the scene where it happens. But... No. <laughs> oh, we should like, do we should do it our It wouldn't matter to the rest of the show at all. Sorry. We should do our social medias. <laughs> we should do our impressions of the fish in the park oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. probably essential to the intro episode. Let's get this out of the way right now. G- yeah. Give us your impression, Lily. There's a fish in the percolator. <laughs> I thought you'd just given up halfway through But it was just a, a tr- tremendous pause That was great <laughs> There was A fish <laughs> In <laughs> The park <laughs> Fellas you're not gonna believe this There was a fish in the percolator. That was... I forgot about the fellas. That was good. That was perfect. <laughs> I always remember it so, like, gnarled up. I remember it, like... And then I watch it, and I'm like, see, there's no difference between that and my memory of it. But I, I know it's, like, bullshit. I always remember it, like, there was a fish <laughs> in the percolator like i just i just i think i just love his voice loads and i just like so i just make it this like parody of itself in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm love very the exact aware of the tone of like confusion but also this like almost joy yeah i was in a mcdonald's downtown in london um a few years ago and i i only went in there to use the bathroom and i i went down to the bathroom which was like underground and there was a, a potato under the, like, stall. Like, <laughs> like a full skin-on potato, like, in the bathroom, on the floor, like, halfway under one of the stall cubicle walls. And I, like, I, I, I finished using the bathroom, and I went upstairs, and I, I said to the, um, the cleaner, like, I said it, like, there's a potato in the bathroom? And her face and my face were doing the same thing at the same time. And then a little while later, I was like, oh, I, I understand Pete as a character now. I get him. I just, I've just gotten the, like, the essence of the character. <laughs> well, this has been a fish in the percolator. I'm, I'm Sarah at HMS No Fun on Twitter. I'm Eric at Curio Rambles. And I'm Lily at Cupmoth. Bye for now. Bye for now. David Lynch has nothing on this. (laughs) (laughs) You can email us your comments, questions, and suggestions at fitpacast at gmail.com. That's F-I-T-P-Cast at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at F-I-T-P-Cast. We are hosted by the Lunar Light Studio Network. You can support us through their Patreon by going to patreon.com slash lunarlighthq and picking our podcast when you sign up.
Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.